With the recent terrorist attacks in Afghanistan, it is a good opportunity to discuss state sponsorship of terrorism, a term that is used often in press conferences and news reports. Diplomacy and foreign relations can be very complicated, with today's foe becoming tomorrow's ally, with US dollars being funneled to a group that had previously killed Americans. Most major countries support a number of these groups. One example is the People's Mujahideen of Iran, a cult-like terrorist group trying to overthrow Iran. In the past they killed Americans in terror attacks, and were strong supporters of President Saddam Hussein in Iraq. During the 2003 invasion of Iraq, American forces fought against the MKO. They were long designated a terrorist group by the United States and many other organizations and nations. Later, the Bush administration funneled $300-$400 million into theirs and other groups' terrorist operations within Iran, in just one year. Finally, the government of Iraq wanted to eliminate the group, so in 2016 the United States made a deal with Albania to allow thousands of their fighters and their families to resettle in a camp, where they continue to reside until today. Another is the Turkestan Islamic Party, a Uyghur separatist organization that has launched hundreds of attacks in China and other locations. Their leader Abdul Haq al-Turkistani declared his group's allegiance to al-Qaeda early in the 2000s, and has sat on their ruling council since 2005. Their forces have fought beside the Taliban during the war in Afghanistan, but most of their troops transferred to the Syrian civil war for additional combat experience. The group also threatened chemical and biological attacks on the 2008 Olympics, many of their leadership have been killed in CIA drone attacks. They are a designated terrorist group by the United Nations, European Union, other nations, and until October 2020 by the United States. Some of their members were captured at Al-Qaeda training camps during the invasion of Afghanistan, and between 17 and 22 of them were held in the Guantanamo Bay prison camp. However, rather than return them to China, at least 17 of the members were released to live in Virginia in 2009. As stated earlier, the United States removed the designation in October 2020 at the request of their civil organizations. The two most important of these civil organizations are the East Turkestan Government in Exile, ET, and the East Turkestan National Awakening Movement, ETNAM, who both share a headquarters on G Street in Washington, D.C. The ET was established within the U.S. Capitol building in 2004. Reread that sentence again. The ETNAM was founded in 2017. Both groups' stated purpose is the overthrow of Chinese rule in Xinjiang. They operate the same way that Sinn Féin operates with the Irish Republican Army, although not so openly. The United States has large numbers of separatist groups within its borders, some working violently and others more subtly. I have mentioned many of them before. One of them is the Texas Nationalist Movement, which tries to break Texas away from the United States. It relies on political influence within Texas. In 2016, they attempted to get a bill passed in the Texas legislature house to force a vote on secession from the United States, the vote to bring up the bill only failed by two votes, so the bill was not brought before the entire legislature. However, in 2020 they were successful in getting their ideas incorporated into the Texas political platform. Like every other American separatist group I have discovered, the TNM receives funding from the Russian Federation, along with secret donors. I could go on for hours listing groups, but this is a good representative example. It sounds crazy that one is launching drone attacks on a group, while at the same time allowing their political allies to have a headquarters down the street from the White House, but reality is like that.